Hi, this is the Through My Eyes podcast where I interview Japanese and Japanese American students here in Pittsburgh and the States. Today I'm joined by Joey to share his experiences living cross culturally both in Japan and the States. All right, so I think we can start off with you just introducing yourself and、uh, sort of like your background and how you grew up、uh, and like just basically your I- identity as a Japanese American. Am I correct? Okay, well, I mean, I guess I can just start off by saying my identity has definitely been pretty, like, you know, conflicted at times because of the fact that,、um, as、um, I guess what we would call in Japan, like, halfu or like half Japanese,、um, and also just traveling between the US and、um, Japan quite frequently and having to, like, sort of make that switch a lot.、Um, It's definitely impacted my、um, identity a lot.、Um, I guess we can start off by saying, like, so I was originally born、um, in the US,、um, but then, like, basically immediately after that, I moved to Japan. And most of the time, I kind of had to move because of like, my、um, dad's job as a diplomat.、Um, so a lot of the times, I would stay in Japan for like, a period of like, four ish years and then come back to America and like, readjust. And then do that all over again. Like, I think I've moved a, well, yeah, I think I've moved at least three or four times. Yeah. So、um, I guess it really depends. I would say, like, when I was younger, I definitely just thought of myself more as, like, I don't know, American in a sense,、um, especially since I didn't know Japanese as well. Though I would say it's, this is also a complicated part because actually, I think. Japanese was more so my first language as a kid. But then as I grew older,、um, I definitely lost quite a bit of it. And so then as English became more dominant,、um, I definitely felt a bit more American. But like as I was growing up,、um, especially like when I was in high school,、um, when I was in high school, I was in Japan again.、Um, I started to definitely feel more of a connection towards my Japanese side, especially since yeah, I was in Japan and I could see like more of my family and whatnot.、Um, definitely like、um, tried to really not just like you know, learn the language better, but like、uh, just find more like opportunities, I guess, to interact with other Japanese people.、Yeah. Right. So, what's funny is that, like, I'm, I identify myself as like a Korean American, and, but like, I was also born in the US, but like, my first language was Korean.、Uh, but like, as I grew up, especially in the States, like, I just identified more as an American and I lost my native language, which sucks. To this day, I can't speak Korean. So, like, I still identify more as an American than a Korean.、Uh, but you had the opportunity to, Move back to Japan many times and you know, build that other half of your identity as Japanese, especially in high school.、Um, so, could you describe like, the pros and the cons to like, your whole journey、um, in ma- like, landing this Japanese American identity that you are now? Like, do, you, would you, do you have any like,、um, negative experiences growing up? Um, being like having this half Japanese, half American as a child,、um, did you like wish that you were just one, I, one cultural identity? Like, did you have any of the, those thoughts growing up, or
uh, you're just, you know, everything was as it, as it was. <laughs> I mean, okay, yeah, I get that. Um, I wouldn't say maybe that I felt more like I, you know, wish that I was maybe only, only had like one identity. It was more like, well, of course at times I did ha have like, have a feeling of like resentment because, you know, when you move, you just lose a lot of stuff because you have to readjust completely um, to com basically a completely new environment. I mean, it does get easier, but you still need to do a lot of adjusting. And, um, but like what, I guess maybe what might pertain more to your question is I guess because of the fact that like, I don't know, my, my Japanese is definitely like not as good as it could have been. And like, since I have a lot of friends who are also like, you know, I guess half Japanese, and they're definitely just a lot more like fluent and whatnot. Sometimes, you know, I'd feel like, you know, envious because like they can definitely, um, I guess they, they can function better in like yeah. you know, Japanese society in a sense. And, you know, it, it can be like a struggle at times for me. Yeah. So going off of that, like, so I'm taking my first Japanese class this semester and I didn't realize that in Japan since, you know, um, it's kind of like Korea where it's still pretty much of a homogenous like nation country. And um, even like Japanese Americans, uh, many of their experiences are difficult uh, being in Japan because it's just hard to be, uh, to adapt uh, and be accepted by native Japanese. Um, so when you were just like moving back and forth in Japan, did you find it difficult as well to be able to adapt. Um, and I, I heard that there was this term called like, for a, a lot of Japanese Americans, they would feel more of like an invisible foreigner where like you're not, like you're not totally a foreigner, but to many native Japanese, like it's just hard to be accepted by them because they know that either you weren't born in the country, so they don't see you as Japanese or you don't speak the language that well. So, you know, still, there's still some sort of barrier to your, your native uh, neighbors. So do you, did you ever feel that? And do you still feel that um, if you go back to Japan? Um, well, since I guess I couldn't, I, I don't know. I wouldn't call myself technically Japanese American. I would say more like, well, again, if you were to ask someone in like Japan, what they would like, what they would call me, they'd call me like half Japanese because it is, it's a very like common term to be called like hafu. And that is something I've been called before in Japan. Like, you know, people would ask me, you know, if I'm like half because of just like my appearance, um, which isn't very like, I mean, like at this point, I kind of expect it because like, I mean, it's pretty obvious because, you know, Japan's pretty homogenous. And a lot of the times, um, if you can like speak Japanese just decently, <laughs> then they just think you're half or something. Um, so, um, like definitely like just going to doing like daily stuff, like maybe going to like the dentist or doctors, whatever, you know, you get those sorts of questions. Um, but I mean, for the most part, I guess my experiences have been pretty, I guess, positive because, well, I guess since technically I haven't like actually done stuff like going to work in Japan just yet, stuff like that, where there might be just a lot more of that, you know, of a necessity in terms of just having that proper like Japanese knowledge or whatever, it's definitely hasn't been so negative, I guess, mm -hmm. in that way. I mean, so, I'm just aware of that there is a barrier, um, 
but it's it, like in any culture if you're you know not like completely native there's always going to be a barrier i think for sure do you have like a lot of japanese friends uh from high school still in japan i mean so the thing is i mean i have like so i went to like an international school so i would say the subset of people that i know are like well, you can call them Japanese, but of course they also are very like, we're mostly Westernized. So mm -hmm. it's yeah. sort of a very unique community, I would say within Japan. Yeah, I mean, I also have a lot of like Korean American friends that went to international school in Korea and like, uh, they're just like, they're, they also like don't identify them completely as Korean. So I think it's like the same idea. So I completely um, agree with that. But I think pivoting off from like your Japanese side to, I assume that you're in the U.S. right now, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how how is your experience like um, living as a hafu, uh, not in Japan, but like in the U.S.? Obviously that when people meet you um, and they ask, you know, where do you come from or at least like that's what my experience is like like when i meet new people and they're always like oh where are you from um and i always have to like explain oh yeah i'm korean i was born here but i'm korean um so like what's your experience like living um as a japanese american in the u.s it's sort of a broad question yeah, but... <laughs> yeah. um well i feel like since <laughs> since i'm like you know I, I can be kind of just perceived as like white. A lot of times, you know, it's pretty easy to not get like, where are you from? Because like, you, you know, usually there's like a racial connotation, of course, onto it. Um, but like, so, but if I do get that sort of question, yeah, usually it can get pretty complicated. I mean, there's a, it's just an anecdote, but I know my sister was like, she just used to say that she came from, um, well, she like lived in Maryland instead of just saying like the whole story of, because it's just too complicated yeah. to like, answer <laughs> succinctly. So, yeah, I mean, I would say just because like, I don't look necessarily very Asian, it you know, it sort of makes it more like, I'm, I seem like a normal, like American in a sense. And so it doesn't really bring up too much unless I'm like talking to like a specific population, I guess, like if I'm, more so like talking to people maybe if in like JSA or something then it might change yeah right yeah uh, it's funny because like when people ask me oh so like where are you from blah 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 I just say I'm from LA and then I kind of like test them to see like oh are they gonna like budge me more and be like no where are you really really from <laughs> so yeah I, I completely agree with like I just like regularly just say I'm from LA but um, because I do definitely identify more as an American, but I think it, there's a difference between someone like me and someone like you, who's half white and half Asian, but me, I'm like fully Asian. Um, so I would see that there are different experiences with our race, where like you living in America and you're perceived more as a white person, but for me, I'm perceived, I literally, kind of like fresh off the boat like people expect me to like not be you know or a lot of a lot or I've had a lot of experiences where um, people would be surprised that I'm like fluent in English um, so do you think that if you weren't half um, do you think that your experience 
as an Asian would be different in America, positively or negatively? So is this like, if I was like maybe full Asian or if I was like fully Japanese, um, I guess, I mean, it would probably, it would definitely change. I mean, but I'm, well, I would probably be more Japanese, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, because it, I'm on my, just like this, just some context to like my family, but like, you know, because like my dad's like, you know, American um, and, you know, my mom's Japanese, at least in the household, it's like a mix of like, you know, English, like I speak English to my dad and then like some part, and then when I was a kid, I actually used to speak English to my mom. So that also kind of contributes to just like, you know, feeling more American and less Japanese mm -hmm. because, you know, I was using Japanese. Oh, it's really only like listening to my mom speaking to me in Japanese. Mm -hmm. um, so like, I would definitely probably, I would probably feel more like, I guess, Japanese, maybe from like an earlier age. And um, I mean, societally, it would be, it would be difficult to like, I guess, predict. I mean, I guess I could always include the fact that there is that, that um, cloud hanging around like, you know, Asian Americans with like AAPI hate, but like, that's a very, well, that's been brought up pretty recently, but I think that's also something that, um, I mean, could have happened, I'm not sure. It's just um, definitely, I mean, I'm sure that like, just looking more white probably has um, at least, well, it definitely changes like how I'm perceived by others, I would think. I mean, growing up, uh, I know that you were born in the States. So uh, was there ever a time as a child, like, for example, your mom would cook you like Japanese meals and like you would bring it to school or anything like did you did you um, did you grow up living kind of like that cross cultural lifestyle, you know, bringing homemade Japanese meals or um, sort of showing your Japanese side as a kid growing up? Or were you, did you completely, or majority of the time, like identify as an American person? Hmm. I mean, let me think. Actually, I don't really remember too much <laughs> what my what my mom made me for lunch, but it's probably, it was probably a mix of like American food and Japanese food. But like, I guess I should just include that the middle school I went to, at least that was like where I spent most of my time in the US, at least like that I remember. Um, it was, I don't know, a good, a good majority of like the population was already Asian. So, I mean, I would probably sit at like um, a table of like, I don't know, um, like children of like, young, I guess like Chinese immigrants or something like that, um, especially, yeah. So. I would say that, like, I definitely didn't get asked questions about what I was eating, so. so. Do you think that because you were able to attend a middle school that majority of your friend base were Asian, that allowed you to sort of feel more comfortable or assimilate more into your Japanese identity, uh, rather than, like, attending a middle school that was primarily white or um, didn't have as much of an Asian population? in the school, do you think your uh, experience uh, connecting with your Asian identity would have been different? I mean, I'm not sure if I was consciously aware that maybe subconsciously I was more comfortable around like other Asian people, mm -hmm. but 
I don't know. When I was a kid, I feel like I wasn't so like concerned about that just because, you know, at that age, I don't, I don't know. Um, when, when it's not like brought up to your face in like a, like yeah. some sort of impactful like incident, then you really don't think about it, I guess. Yeah, we were just like middle schoolers, like children. And uh, when I was a middle schooler, yeah, I was the same way. I never really thought much about race. Um, yes, I definitely was lucky enough to never really have been bullied to my face about my race. Uh, but I definitely felt a lot more comfortable hanging around with other Asians and like my friend groups all my life were generally like there always had to be like one or two Asians in my close circles. And I think like subconsciously, it just made me a lot more comfortable um, just going to school and like socializing because it's, even though like I speak English and I follow English culture a lot more, I think just being around, um, like having that Asian connection uh, really just was a lot more comforting to me in a way. It's hard to explain, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's definitely like just a similar shared experience, I guess, um, among like Asian Americans. So when you went to Japan in high school, like how was that like? I'm sure it was such a culture shock. And, you know, even though you went to an international school in high school, right? Anyways, um, was it still hard to sort of adapt to the Japanese community there? Or it was like, no, I'm having a great time here. Well, I mean, just community-wise, I mean, because, yeah, because of the fact that I went to international school, of course, and because of the fact that, like, so I, I used to live in, like, the suburbs in Maryland, right? Mm -hmm. um, there's definitely a lot more of a sense of community when you, like, I guess, live in the States and you don't live in, like, a city, right? Because um, there is stuff, like, you know, I used to participate in, like, the, the neighborhood, like, summer swim team and stuff. And so, like, you would get to know the people in your neighborhood pretty well. But, like, um, because, you know, I lived in Tokyo, it's just, you know, it's just huge, right? Um, it's a huge city. Um, it's just, and also in Japan, I don't know, there's just not so much of a sense of, or, like, uh, importance on, like, having those really close, maybe, like, bonds between, like, neighbors or, like, your community. Um, so, I mean, in that sense, because of the fact that, like, well, it's definitely like a disconnect, of course, because, you know, um, everyone in Tokyo is like busy or whatever. Um, everyone's just doing their own thing. So um, it was, but it's still, yeah, hard because just the fact that like, um, just a lot of the stuff that you're used to doing in like America, just because, you know, um, you've lived there for a long time, um, become very difficult in Japan because, you know, um, it's in a different language and it's a different like way of doing stuff. Um, so that just always causes, you know, some issues. Mm -hmm. I mean, spending four years or three years, right? Can't, yeah, four. I mean, it, it's yeah. depending on what, what time you're talking about, but. <laughs> or like in high school, did you spend like three to four years? In um, I spent four years. Oh, four years, wow, okay. Um, so, like, I'm pretty sure, like, to a point, you started to adapt more and, like, you know, feel more comfortable in a new country like Japan. Um, and you said before, like, that was the time when you started to really connect with your Japanese identity. Uh, do you have family there in Japan? Was that? Well, yeah. I mean, well, I have, like, my grandparents and, like, um, like a uncle and his family. So, yeah. 
so already you have like a support base to like so you can like fall back on and sort of adapt more easily to the Japanese community um so like living like observing from your experience living in Japan and your time now in the U.S. like do you like which country do you feel more comfortable living in is this still the states because this is where you were born in or Japan where you were able to reconnect with your ethnicity I mean this is just purely from like um I guess um a language standpoint but because my I mean my English is at you know like a very native level um and like just dealing with like government stuff or whatever if you're thinking about it in that way then I feel more comfortable because like I can actually understand for the most part what I'm reading and like navigate like bureaucracy pretty well um, um but you know in Japan they just throw just a bunch of kanji or whatever and it's like uh, I don't know what I'm reading so um but like I mean, I feel like other factors maybe, like just maybe if you just think about like safety or whatever, I definitely felt like a lot more safer in Japan um, and whatnot, because of course you just get the news about like how there's like another mass shooting or something, you know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> there's no question about that. Yeah. I mean, I would say some mix. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I would say it just depends on like what aspect you're looking at. Yeah. I mean... I mean, looking to the future, like, would you ever move back to Tokyo or Japan to settle down or that would just never happen? I mean, I think I would like to at least like, you know, try living on my own in Japan and seeing how that like, you know, because it is a different dynamic, of course, than living with your family um, and also, you know, just working um, there. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, also just do the same for America as well and then see, you know, how it goes. Because I guess, you know, I guess I'm lucky to have some more flexibility in being able to like choose a bit more. So mm -hmm. I guess exploring that would be um, good, I think. I mean, would it ever be a possibility to like live in Japan full time? Like you're just settling down and yes, I'm going to be a Japanese citizen. Like this is where I want to live my life now. Like, say like that would be a possibility and like say when you're like 30s or whatever um like do you would you like expect any hardships with that like um i know that you said that there was a difference in the community style and like how you interact with your neighbors and you kind of struggled with that when you first came to japan so if you were ever to settle entirely in japan uh, what are some things that you could foresee that you would struggle with? You know, is it the community building or socializing or just mainly adapting to society or more of a self-conflict? Like, what do you think would be? Well, yeah, of course, I think adapting in general would be very difficult, especially if I was like more around because, you know, I still depend a lot on like my, um, at least my mom, just to like <laughs> make sure that I'm like doing things correctly. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would say yeah, community is important for me, but like, I think I would know going into it that it's it's, it's just a different like sort of way um, that they do things in Japan. Um, but I feel like I would probably find people similar to me because, you know, because in Tokyo, it is such a large city, you, you will be able to find at least some people that you're able to just um, 
you know, be able to be on good terms with. Um, yeah, uh, would you like me to say more? Sorry, like I kind of <laughs> forgot the the, no, the, no, no, the question. Fine, like that's yeah, like I I'm like throwing all these like big unopened uh, questions at you. Um, yeah, I think like lastly, just your I know that you are more of like a hafu, and so you have you already have like a different experience from the start, like especially living in the U.S. Um, with your Asian identity. Um, but what do you think, from your perspective, would be the future of the Asian community um, in America? Like, what do you think would have to happen for um, all this, like, AAPI and, like, hate crimes against Asians? Like, what do you think would have, what should happen for there to be more unity in the Asian community and for, you know, Asians to be more accepted as Americans as well in the U.S. Mm. I mean, if you're talking about unity in the Asian community, I feel like there is already quite a bit of unity, at least within like each, like, I don't know, um, I guess people from like each country, I guess, because of the fact that like, you know, when you move to a different country, you're of course going to try to seek out people similar to you. And I mean, I definitely felt that in um, the U.S. because, you know, at least there still was a Japanese community and like I still interacted with it like you know a little bit well probably my mom interacted with it a lot more than me but so there are those communities I think it's just that you know there's still lots of people who sort of you know hold I guess maybe more like xenophobic or like um I guess they just have prejudices that um, are pretty like ingrained and hard to remove and I don't really see it changing without just like it just being um, a generational thing like Mm -hmm. um because you know it, younger people of course because they sort of grow up more in a more integrated society um it definitely makes them more receptive to being able to i guess accept other people i mean yeah because the fact that like i lived in like i guess two completely different cultures i'm and definitely like i don't know at least to the best of my ability i try to be more accepting of other people just because, yeah, I've just seen a lot of different perspectives on like just all sorts of things, I think. Mm -hmm. I mean, what's interesting is that because you grew up, you lived in different cultures, both in Japan and US, like um, I know that Japan is kind of notorious to still uh, be slow at accepting more foreigners into, uh, into accepting more foreigners as their own kind as Japanese. But like here in the US, like Asians face so much like aggression and like xenophobia and like uh, from other Americans. And like, there's just this growing trend, like even though it, it already existed where even like my parents, my grandparents, it took a long time for them to be seen as Americans. But like, even though it still persists, like it's like this kind of like something that's repeating itself and that we're like our generation is now still saying like how there's still a lot of other people that don't see us as Americans um so like from your perspective living in both countries do you think there's a similarity there um or do you think like you know they're <laughs> they're completely different like problems in itself I mean 
Well, it's a pretty common problem in any country you go to. I mean, you will find racism in like pretty much every country. It's just that the level of like awareness or like, I guess, how how much like, I guess, publicity gets in a sense, but like, I mean, in Japan, yes, there is still a lot, like a lot of like, you know, racism, of course. It's just that because Japan's so homogenous, it really hasn't yeah. risen to like a, like a huge like level of like a, like an issue, I guess, as it's seen in like the US. Um, and I guess it's not so overt maybe um, because it, at least it's like culture wise. Um, I don't know. It's, I would say that there's definitely like an issue and well, Japan's definitely not like tackling it at the same level as like the US. I mean, at least in the US, you know, the issue is at least being like raised and quite a lot of people at least know about it and are like, you know, trying to make a change but um again in japan i think it's just yeah in japan it's less of like a issue that's like important and so it kind of gets swept under the rug most of the time yeah or like most people just don't even think about it or know about it so yeah i mean it's there's definitely a difference like it starts with like what kind of country like it's built on like america was built on like being a melting pot but like in japan like it's still a homogenous country so like of course like that's sort of expected in how like people react and deal with politics and such. So yeah, I totally get your point. Um, I guess like to a lighter point, um, like you now as a college student at CMU, like are, do you incorporate any, you know, Japanese traditions or Japanese lifestyle into your everyday um, routines? in the u.s like do you cook japanese food or uh are you do you converse in japanese uh with your japanese friends <laughs> i mean well i guess one of my main connections has definitely been yeah it's more of like um the friends that i've made like at cmu who are definitely have like more of a japanese heritage um but like yeah, yeah i do cook japanese foods um like, let me think, what else was, uh, <laughs> I kind of forgot what, um, there's like an example you brought up for your question, but I was trying to think about that, sorry. Um, but yeah, in general, I still try to like, um, keep that Japanese connection. Um, definitely still listen to like, well, I like listen to like, um, NHK News, which is like the, large, which is basically like the government broadcasting corporation of like Japan. Um, just like a lot of like little things I would say to keep me connected because you know at the end of the day I'm like still trying to like I just learn Japanese to a greater extent and like you know stay connected and so just like finding those little things is like what I find I guess important. I feel like you're doing so much of a better job than what I'm doing like I know I'm supposed to like do find those little things to still um connect with my Korean roots like I at least for me my college experience was that it was like kind of difficult to even connect with other Korean students especially the like the Korean students that literally came from Korea like it was just very hard for me to socialize and connect with them because I think me as a Korean American that struggles with speaking the language, like there was always this invisible barrier uh, between me and other Koreans. So I just, I was wondering if that was sort of the case with you, like when you as a Hafu 
try to like connect with other um, Japanese students who weren't um, Japanese Americans and like came from Japan. Like, did you ever like have any difficulties in connecting with them or was it like, was your experience primarily like positive and I mean, um, I would say like, at least I, maybe I've just been very lucky to have like very, um, you know, yeah, understanding or like um, inviting friends who just, um, wow. I guess, yeah, where it's, it's easy to not have to worry about like those sorts of maybe um, internal fears and just more think about, yeah, um, just having them as friends or whatever. Um, I will say though, yeah, of course, if like I have, well, there are some instances, of course, when stuff gets straight up, you know, full Japanese and, it's, you know, it could be a bit more daunting, but mm-hmm. I guess at least I'm willing to like at least challenge myself and yeah. just, you know, be okay with it, you know. I mean, so once you graduate from CMU, like, do you have, like, do you have any idea of how you're going to continue um, connecting with the Japanese community? Um, like, is there any like clubs out there existing or um, any organizations that you may be interested in participating to connect more with your Japanese peers or neighbors? I mean, I don't know. I'm unsure because, well, I, I really don't know any like organizations and stuff to be yeah. quite honest, but like, I think, I mean, it'll probably come more down to like just my personal level of like, Next commitment and just doing things like on my own that yeah. keep me connected. Um, I well, it's, it's also sort of like my sort of personality in a sense um, to just do a lot of things on my own. Um, so, but I think if I guess if the opportunity presents itself, I feel like I probably would take it um, at this point in my life. I guess. Yeah, same with me. <laughs> I'm gonna make it part of my bucket list once I graduate to like actually make um like actually try to identify more with my Korean side and actually like learn the language I think like learning the language is like the key step to try to like integrate with the community so yeah exciting exciting times <laughs> um, wait so have you been like learning sorry this is just a perfect, like a, so have you been like learning Korean in, in college or like outside of uh, school or Oh my god, I was terrible. I mean, all I have are the apps, okay? And so apparently CMU used to have like a Korean class, but like of course they like they cancel it because I guess like not enough students took it. Um, So that's what led me to take this Japanese course, but like obviously like I fell in love with Japanese culture and I'm like so thankful it happened this way but yeah to answer your question like there wasn't many opportunities for me to uh, learn much about Korean culture in college Um, and like the Korean community and the student body um, it was either like KSA or CASA and um, obviously for me it was difficult to bond with KSA people so I tried CASA Um, but even then, like a lot of them spoke Korean and I couldn't. So um, I felt like that invisible barrier. And so I think like at a point I just stopped trying, but I really need to like get back on the apps and practice. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, I think I, I can understand. Yeah. If I guess 
because at least CMU's like Japanese department seems pretty like strong and like there are quite you know a few professors that teach and there are lots of different levels um, and yeah just having like that opportunity is um, I guess it's very beneficial especially you know, when you're just wanting to learn because yeah you're just given that opportunity whereas I guess in your case it's much harder because you would have to like sort of forge your own opportunities so I mean did your mom like make the effort to want to teach you Japanese? Like, did she think it was like very important that you spoke the language growing up? Um, not really. <laughs> um, so th that is sort of, that sort of ties into why, like definitely as a child, my like Japanese sort of stagnated because I didn't go to some like, um, whatever it's like a Saturday school, like, you know, oh. a lot of Japanese kids might go to. Um, though I did still have like opportunities because I mean, like my piano teacher was Japanese. Um, I used to do like, I guess calligraphy, um, but like the calligraphy, um, see the thing is because yeah, I didn't like learn Japanese formally at that point. Um, I would just like learn how to do it. Like, I guess I would learn the kanji just by doing the calligraphy. So, yeah. Well, that's the start, yeah. I mean, like it's funny cause like my mom just didn't really try either. I think she, well, she immigrated to the States when she was like a kid. So like she already like identified more as a like, Korean American. And so like, I think that just like made, like I suffered because she, like my mom, I, not that I'm placing all the blame on my mom, but like, I think it would have definitely helped if like a parent just like really instilled like the language in the household. Um, and so I think like already that factor affected who I am and like how I identify with myself as with Korean like it all just begins in the household but um did, when did your like did your mom come to the states when she was a kid too did she have identify more as a Japanese American or um well the, I guess the thing about my mom is that I mean she immigrated to the states well I guess when she was probably like in her, I don't know, late twenties or something, because because uh, it's kind of a complicated story. But like my parents didn't meet in the U.S. So, I mean, um, well, originally like they met in like Germany, <laughs> so I like exchange students. So, but like it's not. So my mom isn't like a typical immigrant, I would say. Um, mm -hmm. But I would definitely say that like I, I, I empathize with like you because you know I, I've always well I've had like those feelings of like you know I guess I, I guess I call resentment because like you know I didn't like you know Japanese maybe wasn't so like you know forced on me so like I sort of lost it at a point mm -hmm. um you know where it's sometimes you know like when I was younger or not when I was younger maybe it was in high school I'd say like you know why didn't you make me go to like Saturday school and stuff you know yeah. Um, like now I have to pay for it. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, yeah. but at least since <laughs> I don't know, I'm still like in my teens. It's like it's like I can still sort of like you know regain it to a sense. But yeah, but it's I mean, like, it just sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a hard fact of life because yeah. you know as a, as a kid it's a lot easier to be able to learn. But I mean, I'm making assumptions here, but I just feel like because you are perceived as like a hafu, especially in Japanese or in Japan, like I feel like you have more of a leniency on you. Like it's not like when Japanese people see you right away, they're gonna expect you to speak very fluently. But like when, if I go to Korea, I've been there like twice in my life and 
like every interaction like they expected me to speak fluently obviously but if I but when I couldn't and like I really like I literally could not even converse back like they would just make a face and like I just feel the rejection already and they're like why are you even here like if you can't even speak the the tongue here um so like for me I just feel more of a rejection from the Koreans um and then when I'm in the U.S. like I feel um not all the time but sometimes like rejections from other Americans like um especially like being in Pittsburgh where if you go outside of the radius of seeing you it's there's like less and less Asian population as you go um definitely had some negative experiences there um so I think for me it's like a personal dichotomy of like what what do I really identify with and when I have kids like who would like how would I raise them you know it's kind of like a very tricky dichotomy that I'm sure a lot of Asian Americans like you and I like sort of have um I know that you still have a different experience but like I think we have like common grounds <laughs> um yeah. living I mean, culturally hmm. well I guess sure because yeah I, since I am half of course yeah, I I would assume that there, there's more leniency but um, you know at times though you know it can be kind of weird because uh, <laughs> this is so random but this always happens like you know sometimes um, like people or like Japanese people will try to speak in like English but it's like terrible you know <laughs> so but so of course I just talk back to them in Japanese but then like it takes like a couple it, take, it takes quite a while for them to realize yeah I should just stop speaking English. <laughs> yeah. yeah well uh, well it was very nice speaking with you I think this is drawing to an end um, do you have any other further questions or comments you'd like to speak on about your experience or anything that you weren't able to speak on? Or? Um, I don't know. Well, I guess in general, yeah, it, it is hard to navigate at times, but I guess I am thankful at least for like having, I guess, the experiences that I've had at least, you know, I guess young being at, like when I was younger, I couldn't fully like process stuff, but yeah. I think at this point, I am, yeah, pretty um, thankful. And at least, you know, there are some points maybe where it might have had resentment, but I guess at this point, I sort of accept them because, you know, it, I guess you know, my parents were just trying their best to, you know, I guess be good parents and weren't thinking so much about like yeah. the intricacies <laughs> of like making sure your kid is like, you know, I don't know, native in both languages and, you know, is like a perfect person or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, for sure. I totally relate to that. And like, I think as we grow older and like become more mature and we're like connecting all the dots and like we're seeing how much work that our parents put into our childhood and like making sure that we're the most comfortable with ourselves. Like, it just makes me like a lot more thankful to the people that raised me. So I totally agree with you on that. So yeah, it was very nice speaking with you today, Joey. I don't want to make this too long and take too much more of your time, but thank you so much for your time. And it was super, super interesting to hear your background and your story um, and just your, um, just hearing who you are in general. I think you have a very cool um, backstory of yourself and 
I'm sure it's always like a conversation starter when you meet new people. And so, yeah, thank you so much for your time. <laughs> <laughs>